The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Inspire 105.1 FM. You're currently <coughs> listening to the Community Connect show and I'm joined here with Abdul Subhan and Mahdi. Start with Abdul Subhan, how are you? Walaikum salam. I'm good, how are you? I'm good, alhamdulillah. Mahdi, how are you? Very good, alhamdulillah. How are you? I'm good, alhamdulillah. So today's topic, uh, first topic will be about changes. And there's not a specific change we're talking about. We're talking about various amount of changes. So changes that have happened within our own life, changes that have happened through the world. Uh, as we come to the end of the decade, we can like reflect and see how things have changed. Um, be sure to join in because this topic is a topic that is focused around the viewers and listeners as well. So join in and tell us any changes that you're interested in or any changes that have happened to you or to people that you know. And you can do this by calling in on 01582481822. That's 01582481822. Or you can message us on WhatsApp on 0779481822. That's 0779481822. And you can find both those numbers on the InspireFM website, www.inspirefm.org. And we're also on Facebook Live, so oh, yeah. you can like us and comment in to be sure to do that. Yep. Okay, so we'll start with the topic about changes. And I think I'd like to start off the start of this topic by talking about changes that have happened within our own personal life. Now, all of us say we weren't born at the beginning of 2000. We were born in 2003, 2002. So from like growing up within this decade, what do you think have been the biggest changes so far that have happened in your life? We'll start off with Abdul Swan. Um I think uh, the biggest change in my life so far has to be um, my education because education is pretty much the thing that takes up occupies most of our day yeah. and if it wasn't for that we'd have nothing to do most of the time at home so learning is a bi- big aspect of our life um, and so far we've gone through high school we're in college right now um, all of us so actually uh, I think high school has much has had a much more bigger impact considering how we've hardly had any of um, college like we hardly dealt with any mm. of college so can't really make a judgment of which one has a great impact. So yeah. I've, I'd say high school has a bigger impact on my life and me as a person and tells my qualities and what I'm like. Do you think education is something that you'll carry through into later on in your life? Um, I think so, yeah. I want to go to uni after that one. Mm. But after that, it's kind of bleak because I'm not sure what I want to do. I don't, know if, I don't know if I want to get a job, if I want to get an apprenticeship. I don't know. Whoever's in store, I guess. Matthew, what about you? What has been the biggest change for you? I think, as Abdul Subhan said, education would definitely be the biggest change because, as he said, it does occupy most of our life. And the biggest changes was throughout high school, how our personality has changed, our humour has changed, how mm. physically we have changed, isn't it, alhamdulillah. And um, generally, like, our interests have changed. <laughs> I know a lot of mm. things have changed in high school. But right now, I don't think... Um, I don't think we have enough of college to say, um, to give an opinion about that. But in college, I have met a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of good people, just just like Abdul Subhan and um, everyone at Inspire FM. Alhamdulillah. What do you think is one change that you don't want to give away or not lose as you go into the future? Um, I don't want to change what I'm like as a person mm. because, like, I know it's really hard to find. I'm 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 kind of getting big headed here, but it's really hard to find people like me who stay mm. the same throughout, like yeah. as they grow up. Like for for me, I've always been really good at math compared to my peers. Like in in I remember in year three, I remember in year three I was like really good when it came to like time and stuff. Mm. And then when I came to um, high school, it was like oh wow, I'm still really good at math. I was yeah. at the top of the class, yeah. and now now in college, I'm still somehow really good at math. So I don't know, it just stuck with me. And the same with my morals. I guess most of them have still been there. Okay, we just got a new member in to the radio. Do you want to introduce yourself? Assalamu alaikum. My name is Fawad. I'm sorry I was a bit late. I had a lot of stuff to do today. I think I'll, my sleep schedule is messed up because of the holidays as well. <laughs> Wait, you tell me you just woke up now? Uh, just an hour ago. <laughs> and what? You woke up an hour ago? When did you go to sleep? Bro, like 4 a.m. or something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Your sleep cycle is so messed up. <laughs> okay, um, well. Let him settle into the studio. Not really sure if he knows what's going on. Basically, our first topic <laughs> is about changes. So, 
the borderman so changes that have happened in your own life changes that have happened to people around you in the world and everything actually Fod's a bit older than us so you've experienced a bit more life first, so it'll be more interesting for you a bit more life did you say a bit, yeah a bit more life experience <laughs> <One> more, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more but so you might have like a different take on how things have changed mm. to start off with uh, we'll go into Matthew next what do you think is one thing you don't want to change as you move into the future what I don't want to change. Yeah. So what's one thing that you just want to keep the same? That could be like your education traits, like being organized with an education or... All right. Trait, yeah. Well, I have I have good motivation, alhamdulillah, at the moment because I'm, I'm surrounded by people that also have good motivation. Mm. And as a result, I've been picking that up. So definitely motivation. I don't want... Because right now I have a very good motivation. For example... I've started to go to gym around two months ago and I haven't skipped uh, one day, one hour, anything. So I've oh. gone consistently, alhamdulillah. And this motivation, is it seems to be quite unique because even I, I had some friends that was coming with me to, to the gym, but some of them like to skip a lot of days, but I never skipped any days. So definitely motivation. There's one that you want to keep when you're older. That's a pretty good one because I think yeah. with motivation, you can transfer that to different like aspects you can transfer to education even within your personal life when like because after college our life will become extremely difficult like moving out some people some of us might move out for the first time and you know start developing a more independent life and having that motivation to do well is that's kind of scary you know moving mm. out because then like you don't have your mum's doll anymore yeah. it's like you have to make it yourself yeah. and you might burn the kitchen down yeah it's quite a big upcoming change i think that's when we realize like even though the people around us will be nice, I think that's where like this cold world kind of comes in. Because even though the people around us might be supporting and helpful, you can't really replace your family and that feeling around them. Definitely. Fad, what do you think is the biggest change that's happened in your life so far? I think the biggest change that happened in my life is probably how I literally just college work, to be honest. Because for all of high school, I didn't really take anything seriously. And now looking at A-levels, we expect to do something that's almost triple the content in less than mm. two years. So now it's making me start to reevaluate how I deal with education and how important it is to your life. Because in GCC's maybe f- the large amount of years you had, like I think it's about five years, and during that time, people didn't really take it seriously. They had a lot of free time and spent it on playing games, and everything. But for A levels, now it's just it's a different ball game altogether. So yeah. now I've started to realize how important it is, and you have to work for it to get where you want. I think that's also really important. Mm-hmm. Is that as like like father was saying is that sometimes when we're younger we take certain things for granted mm. like education and stuff because sometimes you can glide through stuff quite easily and only when you put in certain situations like moving out to university or moving out anyway and taking for granted like people doing stuff for you and helping you out uh, Ibrahim what about you what's been the biggest change in your life since no one asked you uh, I think my personality traits I think yeah you think you don't want to get rid of them no, no, that's been the biggest change. I, I don't want to get rid of them either, as well, because I think I made a lot of friends from. Because I, I think within like, like our society now, I think a lot of people, would, like within our age, like because they're so addicted to social media and everything, I like to stay away from that kind of stuff. And yep. I think that, uh, like coming across as like sometimes like being like social to people, I don't want to lose that because I think as we get older, people become more. Like stuck on social media, I'm less like sociable and interact with people. Yep. So I don't lose that ability to do that. Uh, you said your personality. I'm just getting a bit concerned here because <laughs> I've known Ibrahim for a bit too long now. <laughs> I've, I've known the stuff that he has up to. I don't want to expose him live Certain in the radio. I would like to lose, but <laughs> for most of it, I'd like to keep. I think the biggest change, I think more confidence to be honest. I think growing up, I didn't have a lot of like confidence in making new friends and speaking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was mainly because like the people that I was around, I didn't even have any like confidence. Like me, I was just stuck in one friendship circle. I didn't want to move out of it. I think that's one personality trait. Actually, I like to change going to futures. I'm not a very big risk taker. Can I expose you a little bit here? You cannot expose me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things you have to expose. I'm not sure which one you're going to say. Uh, I'll leave it. <laughs> I really want to say it though. No, no, no. Uh, you no. Say, we'll yeah. say it in the second show <laughs> if it's acceptable. <laughs> okay. So, you know, generally... Due to college, I think everyone has become more accustomed to making new friends. As in, mm. it's very before, like in high school, you'd have to kind of, uh, kind of scope someone out before yeah. you went to speak to them. But now, it's very natural to as soon as I sit next to someone, I say, oh, "Are you right? Assalamu alaikum. Yeah. What's your name? What, what high school did you go to?" It's very, it's a very natural, fluid, um, like conversation now, and. The next, can I, can I ask a question? Because yeah. the next one is a bit off topic, but a university, um, I don't know if I should go to like a further university, which is better, 
or closer one to closer one to my family mm. like what are your opinions i think my dad speaks to me this about a, a lot and he preferably wants me to go to a closer university because my brother went to uh, the university of bradford which is obviously quite far away and he had to live out i think that it's more difficult on not only your family but on yourself as well but it's something the earlier you do the more because eventually you know you might you, you most likely will end up moving out and starting your own family right. i think the quicker that you learn the independence the less hard it will be later on because later on when you like like have a family you can't like with university you can start, sort of like sort yourself out you don't have to worry about sorting other people out or like supporting other people right. you just worry about yourself but when you move out with in terms of family and stuff you have to not only support yourself you have to support other people so i understand like the family aspect of it is going to be difficult obviously to move out and only come back like twice in a month from the people that you see every single day and gaining that independence to do certain tasks that you took for granted but i think that it's something that is skill that is easier to develop now do you know something that not many people don't take into account is is the fact that when you go to a university and let's say you want to live out you can potentially bring a family member with you and they could live with you like let's say you have older siblings who already gone through university and let, let's say just say have a job or they're looking for a job you could take them with you and live out with them so essentially you're not really alone you don't have that entire independence like you don't need to or is that what you're planning on doing uh, it's a possibility but i don't know i found it really interesting like it's never crossed my mind the fact that you can bring someone with you and live out with them mm. or, or you could uh, buy a house sorry not like rent a house with mm. a friend with a yeah. couple of friends that are doing a similar thing with friends is like let's say they're a bit dodgy yeah, because like obviously, with the right friends, obviously the right friends, friends. The, with the right friends but even still they're not the, it's not the same as family isn't is it yeah, of course i not. think but it's better than nothing some friends are maybe <laughs> <laughs> um and also with that it's going to be very rare to find like friends are doing the, like to get into the same academic level as you because like usually when i make friends i don't say oh yeah what grades did you get then determine how to make so like it it will be a bit like everyone's going to be at different academic levels um and even finding the same courses sometime because if you have different courses different amount of content and also in terms of work with bringing family or friends along it can sort of distract you from that i think that's probably one of the like biggest difficulties when it comes to education with living at home is that because you're around your family all the time it's very easy to get distracted definitely but i think that it's a change that you know will 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 develop over time well what are your opinions oh, for us in regards to the university question i still don't really understand what the point of living out for because at the end of the day is what you make of it because the university gives you like they give you the skills to learn what you need to do for the future but in the end of the day is is how you manage it for example if you're not into it and if you're not passionate enough then the university can't give you that because for a real well job you need experience for this so they're mm-hmm. looking for right and a degree in the end of the day it's not going to do much if you don't have the passion for a certain career style or whatever you want to do in the future mindset, right? yeah you need the mindset yeah. to do it first and your personality as well but i want to go to oxford let's say for example mm. and it's high hopes but like really for it's be like i'll take like an hour to get there i see you smiling there you're acting like it's not possible inshallah inshallah that's the keyword and uh, let's say i do get in it'll be an hour there an hour back every day that's two hours i could spend revising mm. or something instead so i find that like that whole commuting idea so so much of a hassle like oh, I have to tra- train late I might miss my lecture I might miss my course work I have to do that now for college <laughs> see what I mean it, it becomes so much it's not that it, it it gets you get used to it very quickly but there's so much hassle like oh um, it I like it could be made easier though isn't it by definitely. living out but yeah. there's emotional aspects that come into it like I suppose like practically it'd be a lot difficult you know I have to wake up like so a lot more early you have to spend more money on like fueling the car or getting a coach or something but it's cheaper than renting a flat i think yeah but in terms of convenience like say for example you live like five minutes away from university imagine how convenient it'd be just wake up and then go to university True. that emotional aspect of waking up to no family members or no friends is obviously something is a bit difficult to deal with but time is the best of healers and i think as you go on as you like and also i think a good thing about moving out is you appreciate your family a lot more is because when you live with someone for like 18 years you don't really appreciate the impact they have in your life until you like lose something and i think that university it provides that great opportunity is that it gives you independence and then when you come back and you realize actually how much of an impact and how helpful that person's been on your life 
they will appreciate you yeah. <laughs> when they see you're not there anymore. <laughs> you also have to juggle a lot of responsibilities such as cleaning your own clothes, cooking your own food and also mm-hmm. like paying for your fees as well. So then you'd come to appreciate how much your family does for you and how um, life These aren't bad is. skills to learn, is it? It's yeah, a very good it's very good thing to learn how to do these things. It's just it's just uh how will you feel having not not having your family there? For example, you're going to a university far away to better your grades, but not having your family there might worsen your grades mm. so and you know what ibrahim said he said times best of healers and the ho- and the whole reason that you feel that you get used to it over time is because there is something that happens in the first place and that's change we don't like change i think mm. it's a human instinct for us to not like change from l- an evolutionary aspect is it said that oh when we change our environment it's like um, our human instincts our predis i don't know what the word is but your ancestral instincts Ancest- kicking here and then it's like you you have all like you don't like the change in environment because you always because you're not comfortable you're not settled in you've never recognized this place before it's, it's foreign to some extent yeah that's probably why we don't like the feeling of getting used to something like this yeah and i think um with university and stuff like abdul said is that a lot of people don't like that change i think that even happens with the, like in our normal daily routines usually if i have a normal structure i don't like to change it just because of that fear that something might go wrong mm-hmm. and that also comes like starting new classes within college and stuff it is a bit daunting at first to speak to new people and meet new people because of the fear of like like getting into not on the right terms with someone or just that change social factor i think that's probably one of my biggest fears for college that because in high school i was very socially comfortable yep. um and had like good friends around me and everything and going into college i wasn't hu- like no one can guarantee that you're going to keep that same social comfortability as you move on mm-hmm. and that and i think we'll go through the same thing within university as well true i think that's probably one of the biggest changes as well coming back to the topic <laughs> is that um your social like responsibility and because it's different responsibilities with the different friends you have because you can have close friends and you take the responsibility of looking after them but then when you don't really have a close friendship group through moving into college and moving to university it's quite difficult another question would be um do you think it's a good thing to have a big friend group uh i would say i would say that like for me personally i have a small friendship circle but i have a, lo- a large amount of friends right but i think that's that's a good thing but having a large friendship group i think something can be quite conflicting what about you for what do you it depends about what bears you if your friend sh- friendship group is disrupting about your d- daily life such as if you have a certain routine you know how you have breaks in college and you want to utilize them and your friendship groups of their pressuring right. you and yeah, peer pressuring you to do other stuff but then maybe you time to make new friends i guess cuz at this time <laughs> maybe that's my take on it Ibrahim just looking at me like okay bye <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think the best option to be would be to have no real close friends mm. but it's better to just have a bunch of people who you wouldn't mind getting along with like you know the sort of friends who you wouldn't mind seeing in a chicken and chip shop and mm. and like seeing there but they're not sort of friends who you'd go on holiday with yeah and th- those sort of people who you trust to some extent but it's not like you can it's not like you'd stay with them because th- honestly when it comes to revision i feel as if for me what works is just staying alone i don't really like being with other people mm. especially with ibrahim we just talk to him all the time <laughs> <laughs> no i like i like studying with other people sometimes sometimes like with certain individuals it does too many people is too distracting yeah of course but you are too many people by yourself that's <laughs> <laughs> like not nice study like <laughs> not in that way <laughs> st- like study centers at, like for college i think they're good environments yeah but I, sometimes they become like a bit like the cafeteria as everyone's just talking i don't really like, like understand how people concentrate unless yeah. you have like a group or like an epq or something that makes sense but True. for individual revision unless you're in the same subject it is quite difficult to do revision or get on with stuff that you need to do anyway that's true um but i feel as if even when you do the same subject it's easy to go on a tangent with people who you're close mm. with i remember once me and matthew were sitting in the library we were trying to talk about physics we ended up talking about radio topics i don't know how we got there but <laughs> it just escalates and without really because i find revision so boring i can't do it for mm. ages and ages and um it's i find that when you with other people all you're doing is repeating information that you know when you speak but when other people are talking there is like you're learning from them but generally when i'm with other people all they do is repeat information i tell them so it's mm. kind of mm. <laughs> like talking to a wall no wh- when you teach someone something it's actually quite good for you to 
like reinforce the knowledge um, on your own because you you can only teach someone something w- once you know the subject is or topic yourself properly. So a good way to test if you know something is to try to teach it to someone else. I guess it's good to have some close friends because they're the first ones to help you out if you're in a tight spot. So yeah. if in terms of exams or revision, if you miss the day and you don't know what's going to be in the test, then you can ask your close friends and they probably send you the question paper in some cases. I mean, that's not really yeah. a good, <laughs> that's not really a good thing. We're not advertising <laughs> that or like promoting that. But I, th- I, get, I get where Fouts is coming yeah. from. is like someone to basically have your back through because yeah. like moving into college and even going to university and like changes in your life, it is good to sometimes have someone that's not necessarily like blood related to you, mm. someone that can, like you can rely on like, and trust. Alright, um, <coughs> let's move on to a different top, a different sort of aspect of changes because we, right now we've focused on the education and we went on a bit of a tangent. Um, but for those of you who have just tuned in, we're talking about changes uh, and we'll move on to the social changes. As in, I've seen society develop over a long period of time. I, I say long, but it's like literally only 17 years. But it just feels like a long period of time because I feel as if most of the changes happened recently. It's like... Only now in the news you see, oh, there's a lot of knife crime happening, there's a lot of taser crime happening. Apparently that's a new big thing, people carrying tasers. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, that's, that's what I've saw in the news recently. Um, but I don't know, what do you think? Do you think that society has changed massively or do you think it's changed a little bit over the course of our lifetime? I think that society, I think society doesn't change, but the issues that it faces changes. Cause so it is changing. I think <laughs> no, because there's always going to be problems in society. I, I think you know it's very rare to find. Oh, I, don't, I think it's impossible to find a society that will not have problems. There's always going to be problems in society, but there's going to be new problems all the time. Mm-hmm. Like if we look back, like when our parents drink their youth, I bet there was issues regarding the youth or something like that then. And I think the issues changed. So like first it was knife crime. Then the next twenty years it could be like Edward Swan said, it could change tasers or something like that. Um, so I think that the societies. Um, view on it I think needs ha- is always kind of the same I think well, that kind of needs to change what do you think is the cause of this violence because uh, violence is always a factor what do you think is causing it I think it's um, I think it's a respect issue mainly out of everything um, and I think that stems from like a lot of, like from family issues at home so about a lot of parenting not necessarily about parenting but we're seeing like I think a lot of people like from watching documentaries and stuff, I think a lot of people they suffer like mental issues at home and not necessarily like bad parenting, like right. just not like sometimes say for example, a person has a parent and that parent's not there for them, trying to make financial and en- financial ends, ends meet. Me, yeah. It's not necessarily bad parenting, it's just the fact that they're unable to be there. Right. And I think sometimes that leads to the development of gang culture and having that like respect and like turf war. I think that's what leads to a lot of violence. I think um, gang culture also is cultivated through individuals who find it like who aspire to be part of a gang or mm. or be that sort of gangster, that sort of behavior, like or listen to grime all the time, listen and carry knives and wear all these clothes, do my hood up all the time, and talk like really informally, and it just it, people aspire to be like that. I find it really weird. It's like. Oh yeah, I want to be cool. I mean, it, and then they tell you what their definition of cool is to be essentially what a road man is. Mm. Uh, I think also, sorry, Karen. Uh, I think also the media's perspective on a gang is is quite vague and quite ignorant, to be honest as well, because a lot of people when like the first thing as soon as someone says gang, you think oh, youth violence, carrying knives, drug dealing, and all things like that. But I think the actual perception of gang, if you think about it deeply, is that why would someone risk their lives for people that they've only met like a year ago just to be called like a roadman or a gangster or something? I think it doesn't make sense. And I think what the youth do, or sometimes sometimes the development of gangs, is having that small friendship circle which might expand. And like me and Matthew were talking about earlier, is sometimes not having parents or family at home. You sort of make your own family by choice, mm-hmm. and that yeah, yeah, can become like yeah, and they that can become like a gang. And when people like you, obviously, all saying here, no, we wouldn't let someone disrespect our family or like their thing on our family. I think that kind of aspect is treating a gang culture like family and having right. to respect and protect your own turf, basically. I think that's where sort of the gang culture and violence comes from, and I think it's quite rich for a lot of like wealthy politicians to sit on their chairs and say this youth violence, this gang violence, we should solve it and more prisons and everything but 
like within our own society i don't usually see very wealthy people doing it. it's usually the people that come in society people that we see walking around the neighborhood that are doing the biggest things like setting up youth clubs and trying to solve it but everyone loves to complain about it but no yeah. one's really doing anything about it what what do you think would be abdul subhan what do you think would be a good good uh solution to this gang gang wars culture i feel like and the best thing to do would have would be education as in mm. people need to realize oh this is right this is wrong because if you're not taught what's right and wrong people assume this is right this is wrong and they take the interpretation to be the correct ones all throughout their lives um let's get our final thoughts um for forward what do you think is the, uh, let's just reiterate what do you think is the biggest change in society over the years i think the biggest change in society is probably how inbred technology is within our society because years ago people you know how internet was new at the time mm. and many people went to the physically went to the library to read books yep. to gain knowledge but nowadays uh, in our palm of our hands we have the entire world so mm. the internet and how important in our society and mm-hmm. we know how na- literally you can see children having ipads and everything and yeah yeah all right join us after the break inshallah yeah, sorry you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Welcome back to Community Connect. This is topic 2. We're going to be talking about um goals and aspirations. We were just talking about um changes uh, a very broad way like university and stuff. Um the so the first question for goals and aspirations is what do you think is the difference between a goal and an aspiration for I think a goal is something that's more short term and aspiration is something you wish to achieve in the future you might not have the means to achieve it but given what you're doing now it can be a poss- it can be a reality and for example a goal could be something a short term that my goal is to finish in terms of like exercise and gym my goal is to achieve this, uh, losing a certain amount of calories this month or gaining a certain amount of muscle mass whereas my aspiration might be something as more long term in the future of like i wish to get into this university and doing what the right. steps you take now can lead to that um what do you think is a good way to work, work towards your goal ibrahim um i think a good way to work towards goal is setting small ones um and keeping small goals that will eventually lead to an aspiration So and also making daily goals I think is pretty helpful like a to-do list or something. Yeah. It's really I, good. I think the best way is to keep consistent. Yeah. Like consistency is a very so as gym as a prime example yeah. you need to keep going and you you can't um take breaks or you're going to end up taking a lot of breaks and another uh way to work towards your goal is to avoid procrastination because that's a very bad thing to do to say I'm going to I'm going to work on it tomorrow I'm going to do this that tomorrow yeah. definitely um, but I think I think the biggest killer of goals and aspirations is procrastination as in you could have you could aspire to do so much and then when you get home it's like oh meh don't want to do it now yeah. I'm a bit tired uh, it happens with Ibrahim a lot he's like oh yeah by the way oh yeah in in school he's like oh yeah let's do this let's do that let's do this we get home it's like oh now can't be us now yeah I think sometimes <laughs> reality sets in for some goals um that's why i think it's important to set smaller ones because if like you set long term goals i think you lose motivation eventually for like if i have a goal like i'm going to open up a business instead of writing that down as goal i write down as goal like i think of a name then i need to decide on logo just to make it more realistic i think that is a good way to achieve a goal instead of saying like just a very broad goal i think you need to make your goal very public so So like you're almost forced to do it for example. Mm. I don't think that works. I think that just that could give you greater anxiety to not do it because like everyone knows it now. So is it? So if you fail there's like if, even though there is a greater like danger of failing or and like being discredited I feel as if it might be like oh now there's so much pressure now I don't want to do it. It depends. No, I I work well like that. I like cuz I don't like to let people down. When I say I'm going to for example buy a car Mm-hmm. I'd like to tell everyone what car that I'm going to get and try my best to work work towards that. In fact, that that would serve as motivation to work towards a goal. Mm. Uh for how, how how would you work towards a goal? Uh just like Ibrahim said, let's make small daily tasks and work to achieve them because like small steps lead to a big 
ending. So if you do a small amount of things every day and work towards it, then you will achieve in the end. Like if you put the hard work in, there's nothing stop you from achieving it. Wasn't it that quote from, I can't, can't remember his name, Lao Tzu or something, I can't, I can't pronounce his name. Mm. And he's like, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Have you heard that before? Yeah, I've heard that before. I think I've... Yeah, I'm not sure when. <laughs> you haven't heard that before. No. Uh, long story short, it means that if you walk a thousand miles, you're gonna have to start at some point, and that and you start with one step. You have to right. take one step in order to start that journey. So it's saying, whatever, if you have a long-term plan, you need to start it and take it one step at a time. Right. On the topic of quotes, I got another one. <laughs> Go on. Um, you are the average of your company. Do you understand? Yeah. Okay. So basically. Imagine you had a group of bad f- bad friends. So uh, all of them were smokers. They smoked a lot. Yep. You would be the average and you would smoke as well. And on the other side, imagine you had really good friends, as in they always studied, you know, done the namaz, all of that. You would be the average of them and you would, you would also do namaz. Yeah, I see what you mean. And it's, it's really interesting because... If they say you are what your they are your what your friends are, so and it's and it's scary because if you have bad friends, then you're more likely to be influenced, isn't it? And it's so hard to pick out the right friends. Imagine, um, first day of college, you decide, you know, what, I'm gonna make some new friends, and then it turns out they're the wrong friends, like the wrong sort of people. How do you casually say, nah, I don't wanna be your friend anymore? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> There's also uh, another saying, yeah, is that if you go and you. Uh, spend time in a perfume shop you'll smell nice but you don't necessarily have to buy perfume just standing in a perfume shop you smell nice but um, a person who goes into like a pub or goes into I think it was a blacksmith's factory they're not going to smell nice and it shows how even though you don't necessarily like do the same thing as the other people around you they're going to have an impact around you as long as you associate yourself yeah as long as you associate yourself and I think also with friends is when you're walking around like college and walking around through the corridors teachers are going to see the people you're hanging around with and based on that even though it's wrong to judge it's something that naturally happens and, people and impression would be made yeah. right. I think teachers I want the public as well people around you will have a negative impression of you yeah my mom said that to me he's like oh when I walk into the kitchen she's like oh get out you're going to have dolls smelling all over yeah. you <laughs> 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 yeah so I'm not allowed to the kitchen alright so the next question would be um, what are the most recent goals that you guys have accomplished starting with Ford. if I'm being honest with you I don't really have much goals at the moment no that you've already accomplished already accomplished yeah so for example GCSEs well, that's a bit of a while ago so <laughs> that is it recent enough yeah I mean it's like two years for you it might yeah. just be <laughs> oh, a year yeah, for us sorry yeah right <laughs> Um, I think um, so. I'm gonna I'm a button here and yeah, speak for Ibrahim. I think one of the biggest goals that he did was we went on DOV, went hiking, and um, it, it was one of our practice um, trial, trial. So like we went hiking twice. First one was the practice run, and in that practice run, we had to go down this steep mountain. Oh. I've told this story a couple of times, and he. If, for those of you who don't know, Ibrahim is terrified of heights, <laughs> so we went down this mm, steep hill. And I was at the front of the line. Ibrahim was at, at the back holding the the our instructor's uh, hand. Instructor's hand. <laughs> <laughs> when was this? Uh, um, it was in, in at the start of year eleven, I think. Yeah. So j- just over oh, a year. <laughs> and then, and I was at the front of the line. And then I actually lost my balance. Like I think I was holding some branch or something. And then it and it ripped off. I lost my balance. I come accelerating down the hill, and. Uh, and then I start speeding up da- and then I jump into a bush. I thought it's a normal bush. Turns out to be a thorn bush. Right. But then, but then, it, and then you see, it, you can hear Ibrahim from the back yelling, Oh my God, Abdul died. <laughs> oh my. Wait, wait. He uh, was how far petrified. was this full? Um, I was running like 10 steps, 10 big steps. And then, uh, I don't know, what do you think it was about? I didn't see it properly. I was right back. And then <laughs> I remember here, so I think someone said, Oh, Abdul Swan's running down, and everyone thought at the back that he was racing someone. And so we thought, oh, they're just having a race here. And then I remember just hearing a massive crash. I think it was only. <laughs> oh, event. so you z- you began to run, and then you couldn't control yourself. I, d- yeah. I wasn't trying to run. I just lost oh, my yeah, balance. Yeah, I know, yeah. no, I understand what you're And then saying. everyone was like, oh, no, what happened? And I thought, okay, I just saw everyone knows, isn't it? Because imagine if I didn't say that, and someone actually after Abdul, at least all the teachers knew. It was just pretty crazy. Right? I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> you, I heard you say Abdul died. I had to jump out and say, "Oh, I'm fine." 
<laughs> and and then when, didn't the instructor hold your hand and try, carry you all the way down? <laughs> in the end, I think I, had, I was the last few steps. I was like, I don't know why I'm scared of heights. I don't know. Why. Even at that trip to um, that park, I didn't want to jump. I didn't jump off that thing. As well. So we went to Willen Lake, and there was this activity where you you have different stages. Like you're just casually in the air, and you're like you could be on a rope or you could be climbing and stuff. And there's one activity where you just literally just jump down. You you have, you're obviously you're attached to a rope, but Ibrahim, even though he was attached to the rope, <laughs> three people trying to convince him <laughs> <laughs> he would have jumped. It was actually proper scary. I don't know how everyone else. I'd be scared to be honest. Well, would you guys ever go skydiving? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Uh, it's just I don't know. I don't know. I just Im- I just imagine the worst scenarios of that. Yeah, I I wouldn't trust myself to like. Be pulling. I, I'd have to go yeah. down with someone. If I even with that it. person, I'd be like, I don't know, I can trust this person. <laughs> yeah, when I was younger, I had a really big fear of sparklers. You know, a sparkler is where you light it and it starts. You know, a sparkler is. Yeah, right? so yeah, spark- yeah, yeah. And I was really scared of like even holding it. Yeah, I've never so. held one before. And a teacher, a teacher held it with me. Yeah, <laughs> just imagine. Oh my God. This was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So nothing really happened to me, but. When I went back to class, I was like, oh my god, the sparkler went on my hand. I was like, Ew, it's, it's burning, Mrs. Nothing actually happened to me. What about you for? Do, do you have any uh, stories like that? Uh, no, nah, I'm a boring person, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, Bart's a very secretive yeah. person. He's, he's secretive. Yeah, he's an interesting person. He doesn't like to You can tell he's <laughs> hiding yeah. it. <laughs> it might not be appropriate, though. Oh, oh, <laughs> keep your stories then. <laughs> um, another question would be what are your biggest goals that you're working uh, working towards as in what's your end goal in life um to be honest for me it's like as long as i'm paying the bills i'm living in a nice house that's pretty much the basic necessity that i want but other than that i don't really have anything in mind right i think uh my last goal i don't want to leave this world not knowing had an impact on people's lives and i think that i only recently realized this because like I usually tell people and everything that oh, I want to become like a lawyer, commercial lawyer and stuff. <clears throat> and as like time goes on and it becomes more realistic, I sort of like thought if I do yeah become like a lawyer and everything, I like help businesses grow. In the end, it, like on my deathbed, will I be satisfied about what impact I had? And I think that's one thing. Like no matter what I do, like if I'm a charity worker, if I'm a politician or whatever, as long as I can say I had a positive impact on someone's life, I think that would be my end goal. I think that's a goal that Abdul has as well to me because I think it's something I picked off of him uh, through Chony, like oh, developing shops. the um, community show. See, and that's stuff. good company. Yeah, <laughs> is um, just having like a positive impact on people and like even the, like I might like just being around positive and making someone happy. That would be enough to be like a positive impact on someone's of life. Of course, hey, Ibrahim, you made me happy there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I have a similar goal, like. I always think about how would I feel if I'm if I know that I'm gonna pass away pretty soon, and I'd I think I'd want to live without with as many as little regrets as I can. For example, there's certain things that you do in life that you cannot change. For example, if you're doing your GCSEs and you don't revise, and you got you finish your GCSEs, you're not gonna be able to change those grades. You've already done what you've done and that is going to have an impact on everything else. So I, I don't want to have any regrets. And obviously, I want to be a good Muslim, big house, all of that. <laughs> I, I, I don't want anyone that I know to be unhappy. Whether And I want to fix that if they are if, if they are sad, whether that's financially or whatever. I see. What are your thoughts? Well, I agree with the Abdul said that, to have a good, a good house, pay your bills and have a family. But I guess it's also to, good to be a good Muslim as well, because yep. that's what the ultimate goal is. Definitely. Education will get you into allow you to have a good job, and university will get you a degree. But at the end of the day, if you're not following the Sunnah and not reading the Quran and mm. literally following what you're supposed to do, then there's no point in all this. Then it's just yeah. pointless. It's like the worldly knowledge in yeah, this and the afterall knowledge. Definitely. Um, but one thing I always think about is if if I was to pass away today, mm. I'd become nothing more than a memory, and th- those people who know me as a memory, once they pass away. That's it, we're gone. Yeah, it's a very scary thought. And then when we're just someone who was, we're like people who existed and that so many people do not care about. For example, people who are already dead right now. Let's take, for example, 
uh, Abraham Lincoln, first name that comes to my mind. He's passed. He's passed away. He's from a different country, in fact. But so many people know who he is mm. because he had that impact. I, I he was a president. I, was he the first one? I can't remember. I'm not sure. No, I don't think he, he's the first. He was one, one of the people that abolished yeah. slavery. That's why. Something like that. See, he did something so big, mm. and that's what gave him that name. It's not like I want a name. I'm not doing it for the name. Yeah, that's. I just want to have a good. A sort of legacy yeah, to leave right. it's like if i want to bring change on a bring permanent change not something temporary that changes the moment i pass away i think also that comes is that becoming like a status of abraham lincoln or something like that you have to break that human nature of change because like the biggest bit like remember nelson mandela abraham lincoln these are all people that didn't fear change because they were willing to change change basically because it's still like with slavery even though that was so common, like if there's something wrong in society, usually people are really quick to say that, oh, but everyone's doing it, so I'm going to take a step back. And that includes myself. Sometimes if everyone's doing something wrong, even though I know it's wrong, I might personally say that, oh, do you know what? Because everyone's doing it, I'll leave it. And it's something that I definitely want to change in the future. Yeah, it becomes a bit more normal yeah. when it happens. It doesn't seem like a bad thing. And people justify by saying that everyone does it. It can go against Islam, the Sunnah, like morals and everything. But because everyone's doing it, it's justified. And the biggest people and the most rememberable people in history on the people that make the most money or have like the most amount of anything is the people that were willing to change that. I think that's a really important thing that everyone should take on like further into life. Yeah. How how would you guys measure success? Would it be wealth or legacy or or happiness? Because in my opinion, it'd be happiness. Because mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with happiness as well. Because there's many rich people that have everything, but they don't seem to be happy for example. Exactly. Yeah. And wealth would go as soon as you pass mm-hmm. away. Well, so would happiness buy. <laughs> I think um, you can define happiness in small, in like temp, like local happiness. And then I'm speaking from coding aspect here. You have local happiness and you have global happiness. It's like something temporary within like short-term happiness. Or that's the term for it. Short-term happiness and long-term happiness. So you could have short-term happiness, which could be, um, I don't know, s- saving a cat from a tree long-term happiness could be um saving a person's life because they carry on living and that's thanks to you and just stuff like that so i find it really interesting that we can have that sort of impact you can you can have that impact and you can feel happiness from it i don't know it just seems like a huge success for me to have that long-term impact I think that is a really big problem in society today. There's a lot of people our age, and I can even put my hands up and say I was guilty, is that justifying success by money. And there was actually a study that was recently done, and people who earn over $50,000 or £50,000, one of those uh, figures, is that after that figure, you're necessarily, like, you're put in the category of rich because after that period, you can't afford to do everything that you need to do. You don't have to worry about money. And a lot of people define success by that. And I think that's only a part of success is not having to worry about money. And Definitely, yeah. I feel like that's a huge aspect because if you have enough money, then you don't have the worries that everyone who isn't rich has. Like, for example, it's, like, it's not like, oh, how much am I spending on my groceries today or this time? How much do, uh, do I have to worry about my um, car insurance? Do I have to worry about tax and all that stuff? It's like you can live, you can live for freely, like without having that worry and constantly nagging you at the back of your mind. Yeah, most problems do stem from a lack of money. Yeah, but then a lot of once we get into that period, a lot of people who are in that they say that most of their problems stem from money as well, even by having a lot of it. And I think that's something because we're not in that spectrum. Wait, wait, hold on. So financial stability. Is, financial is a huge problem. It's just viewing the aspect that money is going to bring me happiness and freedom is actually contradicting because when you have all that, because I think on that route to becoming like a lot of people have tried really hard is they give up a lot of like stuff like the relationships with people. And when you reach a social status where you have enough money to not worry, it's sort of like, what's the point in if you can't experience it with no one else? The simple solution to that, just earn money slowly then, isn't it? Not just... By going out of your way to earn it. But no one knows like how long I'm going to have to like... It's not like a certain like someone says, oh, you have 10 years to make money. And after that, you can't be rich. Is Everyone wants to do it as fast as possible mm-hmm. and try and get it done. And in that process, you give up a lot of people and a lot of relationships and a lot of things. And then in the end, you realize that would I have rather had been a less financial or not financially stable and had that money problem. But with a lot of people around me that actually cared for me. And they put in this rich status where I don't really have anyone around me that I can really trust or care about. 
I think that is something that we can't really like express because we haven't been in that situation and we can only look at it from our side. Not yet, you mean? As yeah, he... not yet. But when we get, inshallah, <laughs> inshallah, uh, we get to that situation and we can talk about like how our, how it's impacted our life. But from the people like watching like talks and stuff from people who are like worthily successful, is they feel that they've given up so much there's not really any point in their work and in some cases i think money can destroy your life because if for example if someone's a billionaire they could be attracted to all the evils of the world mm. and then they become so disillusioned with reality because they have everything they got and they literally did everything they don't know what the meaning of life is anymore yeah and that's what some of them sort of contemplate why am i here and that's where they can't find happiness so sometimes you're having too much money for example then maybe it might be in some situations it might be a good thing if you don't have a certain amount of wealth because then it might stray you away from an evil path yeah and i think that's one thing that the youth not haven't comprehended yet and talking for myself as well is that money isn't everything when we get older and even though we perceive it as now oh, i'm going to revise so i can get a rich when i'm older i'm going to do this or i'm going to cut this friend off so i can get rich when i'm older is it's not going to amount to your whole life like when you're on your deathbed you're not going to say oh i'm £100,000 this year so I can be happy with the way I die. You're going to justify the impact you've had on people's lives. And by throwing people away, I'm not saying that don't break off any friends. Like obviously, sometimes having a negative impact on your life is justified. But by throwing people away to get to capital success isn't going to give you less satisfaction in life than being poor and actually having an impact on people's lives. Really, really good points there. Um, coming back to the <laughs> topic, do you think um, there are influences so any positive and negative influences that people can have towards a goal like what can people do to be a positive influence to your goal what do you mean like an external factor yeah what could affect your goals sharing a goal with other people i think is even though you might not have a similar uh, even though you might not be working towards the same goal i think that's actually one thing is that it was very like me and mahdi i would agree with mahdi in talking about that i'd like to tell my goal to a lot of people because it puts pressure on me to see, but Abdul's different, and I understand that because it is a bit scary to have that anxiety that because I've told everyone now, I sort of have to achieve it, yep. and it's scary to let people down. And I think that's two different perceptions on life: is that the fear of letting people down, and then the fear of like not living up to people's expectations. And that's why it's a bit different. Like if I had a goal, I tell, so I wouldn't tell everyone, but I tell certain people just to motivate me. But right. at the same time, I'd also fear. That yeah, I think that on, can influence on the same uh, thing. Like Abdul said, you wouldn't do it like that. How would you? Like, as in, you wouldn't tell everyone your goal. Mm. How would you motivate yourself? How would I motivate myself? Right. I suppose I'd have a plan in mind. It'd be like, oh, I've got this. I'm gonna do this at this time. I'm gonna do this at this time. If I have any time left, I'll do that. I'll I'll have this mental sort of structure of the day, or possibly the weeks, or months, whatever. And it'd be like, okay, I've made this plan now. I spent time making this plan and we know time is money because time is basically the, the biggest form of money we could have it's not physical money but now that i've wasted it well now that i've used it i don't want to waste it so it's like i like valuing my time that's my biggest motivation it's like oh okay i've made i've made time to make a make a make time for a plan but now i need to actually follow this plan otherwise that time would have been wasted so it's like i don't like Leaving, wasting any of my time, if that makes sense. So you see time as like a luxury and you want to utilize it. You don't want to like waste it. Exactly. Oh. That is probably my biggest motivation. What about you, Ford? Because we've had our opinions. What's your... Yeah, I agree with everyone else here, apart from you. But <laughs> so. oh, why is everyone against me today? I'll, I'll fight you all yeah. one day. It's good, it's good to share your goals because it adds extra pressure onto you. And sometimes that can be a good thing. Sometimes it can be a bad thing. It can be a good thing because you don't want to let the person down and you have an extra pr- you have extra pressure that's going to get 110% out of you that mm-hmm. you don't want to let this person down X person down Y person down and by doing that it's going to push you to your utmost capabilities basically I don't know I feel like it could have the potential to lead to like a mental breakdown of some sort because it'd be like okay I've got this this many people to impress this many people to like show that I'm capable that it's almost scary it's like oh now I actually have to do this I think you're looking at it wrong because the people that I tell well I do tell quite a lot of people but the people that I do tell is they literally motivate me. They say, hey, are you revising still? Like, make sure you st- you keep revising. I want to see you. I want to see you fulfill your goal. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not it's not like, oh, you didn't do it. Oh, come on, man. Like, it's not like that. I mean, that is what could happen. And that's yeah. I guess that's what I'm scared Which of. Which is why you d- I guess the problem here is telling the right people. 
I mean, how so can like, you tell, you the tell right your people? parents? I mean, at least your parents. I mean, if I tell my parents, I just get beat if I don't do the right thing. <laughs> I'm joking. No one beats me. <laughs> just <laughs> because my parents are too nice for that. Uh, you could tell your siblings, your f- very close friends. Oh, they'd beat me definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Matthew. I think it's about telling the right people because if you tell the wrong people, sometimes people un- like unmotivate you to c- complete a goal. That's probably dangerous. Definitely. If you think about if you think about the definition of friends, they're there to motivate you and want the best for you. And if you tell your friends your goals and they make you fun out of you and they don't want you to succeed, then can you really call them your friends? Then? And this is like the third time you've said reevaluate your friends. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say, bro? <laughs> but I think that's a really good point. Like I mentioned in our last topic, that I, for one, I'm not sure a guy who has like sort of close friends. So it's like everyone. I, so if I was to tell my friends, my friends group. It probably be only be Ibrahim or something because he's someone like I've had a lot of experiences with. So I guess he's the closest thing I could call to a close friend. I mean, we've got like close friend, <laughs> not closest thing. He's a close friend. So it's just stuff like that. It's like if I was to tell my close friends, it'd only be like two people there. But if I was to tell my friends, it'd be like pretty much the my entire social group. So it just mm-hmm. it depends because like for you, you choose select people. But I haven't gone to know my friend group enough to kind of say, oh, this is the right person to tell. You know what I mean? Of course, I think also in terms of the topic with the goals and aspirations, I think aspirations is like a major thing that people should write right at the end, and people should make little goals towards that. And the main way to achieve goals and aspirations is by having the right company. Yeah. Because even though you don't, you might not tell your goals to your friends and like people around you, is doing the right thing. If they're doing the right thing, then it reminds you to do the right thing to achieve your aspirations. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you guys for your opinions. Very nice. Sir. <laughs> um, we're coming down to the end of the show. Jazakallah khair for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. We have repeats for uh, of our show on Saturdays from 8 to 9 p.m. And podcasts of our most recent shows will be made available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. As well as be sure to tune in to the show every Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m. And assalamu alaikum, community connect, connect in the community. Hold on, hold on. I want Ibrahim to say that. Because you're the original one who started. Go on. Community Connect, connecting the community. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton.